0: Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, my guest today is Emmy award-winning TV journalist, veteran Dan Rascone. He is a weekend anchor for KSL TV in Salt Lake City. Dan has traveled the country and world for nearly 30 years, capturing some of the most compelling, heart-wrenching, and inspiring stories. He's been a solid fixture in the Utah news market since October of 99. Colorado native, Dan graduated from Brigham Young University and broadcast journalism in 1991. He has worked as a reporter in San Diego, Fresno, Los Angeles, Denver, and here in Utah. He has covered everything from the devastating fires and earthquakes in California, to the Oklahoma City bombing trial in Denver, to the 9-11 terror attacks in New York City, to the five-week Elizabeth Smart kidnapping trial in Salt Lake City, to the devastating ambush of American women and children in Northern Mexico by the cartel. Welcome, sir. Hey,
1: thanks, Brian. It's great to be with
0: you here today. Thank you for having me. And I'm gonna let everyone know my nickname for you. (laughs) You seem to get assigned or you choose, I don't know, every tragedy known to mankind. So you are Dan, the tragedy man to me.
1: Yeah. You know, unfortunately that seems to be the case. Uh, a lot of the stories that I do end up uh, where I'm, you know, meeting with families that have uh, lost loved ones or some tragedy has happened. And, you know, I, in many ways, I think it's because I really Think that I connect sometimes with some of these individuals, just in the sense of just um, my heart goes out to them. I really feel for them. This is not just a job; it's a. I really get into their story and, and feel like wow, I just can't believe what they've just experienced. And maybe that's part of it. I don't know, but yeah, you're right. It seems to be that case that happens. Well,
0: yeah, it, knowing you as long as I have, I was, <laughs> I was drawn to you, your personality that way in the beginning of twenty. 20- five years ago or however long it's been in Denver and so but you, you are genuine and real and a lot a lot and many in the media aren't that way and oh, thank um, you very much yeah and you so you connect and we people other for a long time people, you know yeah it's like I say people can sense that um, they don't feel like they're being tricked or you know duped into saying something that can be spun or Right. Mm-hmm. like that and that's one of the reasons i wanted to have you on again um you were my one of my first interviews two and a half years ago so uh <laughs> chance for you to redeem yourself <laughs> i always enjoy second chances so thank chances, you for man, second chance <laughs> <laughs> so i have this horrible perspective and i'm i don't think i'm alone and i'm and i'm open to being proven wrong if my assumptions are wrong about just the media in general as being biased at best corrupt at worst and (laughs) you whenever i think about that perspective i think of you and i'm thinking well it can't it can't all be (laughs) off of the dogs for lack of a better term if dan is still there so well thanks thanks very
1: much and you know I'll be honest with you. I don't blame some of your feelings. I mean, there's a lot of that feeling that's going around the country right now, and and a lot of it is justified. Some of it is, is and some of it isn't, um, in that regard. Just because of the way that you feel, a lot of it too though has a lot to do with you know your political stance, um, your upbringing, your environment you're in, and kind of what you're hearing from others um, and what you're experiencing from others. Um, unfortunately, we've seen you know national network. Stations take sides on both issues. You know, they may take the liberal side, they may take the conservative side. And and you see these political analysts that are out there, they're supposed to be political analysts and kind of be, you know, non biased, but yet they're very clearly on one side or the other. And so that's frustrating as journalists to be able to see things like that. I mean, here in Salt Lake City, I believe that we try to do everything we can to try and make sure that we're fair, that we're very accurate in the way that we portray things and try and and do the story um, and try not to sensationalize. Obviously, you have tease writers. Obviously, you've got to have stories that grab people. You've got to have headlines. You've got to have those kind of things. And right now with COVID, right now with the political unrest, with the civil unrest that's happening out there, it's very easy to get caught up in the headlines and they get caught up in how many people are dying or how many people are not obeying you know the rules or how many um, businesses are being destroyed or whatever it may be and so you could see some of that on both sides there Um, you know everyone in general though as journalists that I work with there at KSL um, you know and I worked at KUTV for a number of years for 20 years you know and I felt the same way there I think we really do try to portray the stories accurately and fairly, and and give both sides of the story. Even though many times you may not see that um, you know happening and being played out. I know that myself, being a veteran journalist, I've been in the business now for nearly 30 years. I really do try to be fair and 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 and, and accurate in that way. The other challenge you have is. I've got, you know, 90 seconds to tell a story. Um, that's pretty much about the time that they give me. It's mostly between 80 to 90 seconds. It's about a minute and a half. That That's not a lot of time sometimes to give both sides. So you got to get to the meat of it very quickly and you got to be able to spell it out. And so that's some of the frustration there for myself too, is that sometimes I don't get a chance to really get the story or allow the story to play out uh, on both sides there. But you know, I don't blame you. I, I know there's a lot of frustration with the media and the way that uh, some of the stories are being played out out there.
0: Who decides what stories get airtime? Is there a committee? Is there one guy in every, every news station in the country that makes that call? I'm, and I know, I, know, I know media is a business. They're also a business. They got to make money. And, you know, sexy things are going to sell more than filming a a, a video of you and I getting along.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, news is a business. You're exactly right. The news has to make money. It has to make money or else it won't survive, just like any other business. The way it works, um, you know, at most stations is basically you have kind of a morning meeting with the producers, all the producers. So you have pretty much you have a news direct the way the news operation is set up is you have a news director that's over the entire newsroom operation. That person, that individual is over the reporters, the photographers, the, um, you know, everybody, all the players involved in the daily news operation. And so you'll have a news director, an assistant news director, you have executive producers for different shows, and then you have producers for individual shows. So I'm considered, you know, I'm a weekend anchor, but I'm also a, a, a news reporter during the the days on Mondays tuesdays and wednesdays and so we have a morning meeting in the morning and we have um you know your executive producers are part of that your news directors part of that your assistant news director is part of that and then all you have all your producers there and then also you have all your reporters and we pitch stories basically you know we're required as reporters to be enterprisers And come up with stories and so obviously we meet and greet people we're talking to people we may get people calling us or emailing us or texting us and saying hey what about this story what about that story and so we'll pitch our individual stories as reporters as to what we feel like are good stories that are that people should be listening to um then producers may pitch some of their stories we have the news director pitch some of their stories or the assistant news director executive producers and then as a whole, it's pretty much the, the management or the executive producers, the, the, the news director, those that are really kind of narrowing it down and saying, okay, this is what I believe people wanna hear. But don't get me wrong, us as reporters, we have a lot of say in the sense that we can fight for stories. We can say, hey, I really think that this is a great story. Why are we saying this or why are not we doing that? So we do have some flexibility there. Um, I would assume it's pretty much, I mean, having worked in many different markets across the country and big markets, um, that's pretty much the operation across the board as far as everybody kind of getting together and pitching stories and trying to decide what stories should be covered and what we should be doing. Um, And then once I get my assignment, I go out with a photographer and I'm making the calls. I set up all the, you know, nobody's writing for me. Nobody's doing all my work. I'm pretty much in charge of my particular story i'm calling people i'm interviewing people i'm getting the facts i'm getting the foundation and then i'll report to the executive producers or the assistant news director and those kind of things as to what story you know how my story is going how i'm how it's being put together and then they may have some feedback or they may say great that's that's a great direction i like the direction you're going They may also say, hey, well, what about this angle? What about that angle? Have you talked to this side or have you talked to that side? So there's a lot involved, even though we're trying to very quickly put something on the air because you are constantly up against the clock. I mean, we're talking about, you know, we've got a noon show, at least for the day side reporters. We've got a noon show. We've got a five o'clock show. We've got a six o'clock show we've got to prepare for and the clock doesn't stop and you've got to get those interviews and you've got to get the story. And so... Once I have finished the story, once I have finished writing it, before it's edited, I'll send it in to the executive producer for another look to make sure that they look it over and say, okay, is it balanced? Is it fair? Is it accurate? Are there things there that we're missing? Are we not saying what we want to say? Once it's approved, then I voice the story and the, the, the shooter that I'm with or the photographer that I'm with, um, they will edit the story and then we'll put it on air that night, but I, I'm pretty much in charge of writing and putting it together and what I say. Now, as an anchor on the weekends, it's a little bit different operation where we do have producers that write the show. I do have ability to get into the shows and change some of the scripts or change, you know, the way I want to say it, but the producer is the one that's kind of writing the show and putting it together for the anchors. And so that that's how it plays out there. So again, there is, a lot of eyes, I believe, that are on many of these things. Um, sometimes when news happens quickly, if there's breaking news, if there's a riot, if there's a shooting, if there's a, a fire, then you, you don't have time. I mean, you pretty much show up on scene and you start reporting as to what you know is happening there. And I think that's where a lot of times there may be some discrepancies as far as, you know, getting the facts, making sure they're accurate. But again, you try to make sure that you're, you're not just making things up, obviously, and reporting. I think where people get a little bit, maybe frustrated is, is in this whole COVID situation that we're in. I mean, the numbers that come out from the health department, state health department, every day on a daily basis, you can turn those numbers into kind of what you want as far as some people have, have done a little bit of that in regards to what about this number? What about this percentage? Well, that percentage doesn't tell you that. I mean, if anybody's been in a statistical class, you know that you can, you know, look at statistics and and you can, you know, maybe make them look more like towards what the, the message you're trying to portray. We as an organization try to report exactly what, you know, obviously the state health department is reporting and maybe that's where sometimes people get a little frustrated, obviously there are those that are very concerned about COVID in regards to you know thinking that we need to do more than on the other extreme you have people who feel like it's being blown out of proportion this is ridiculous that we don't need to go to this extreme so that's that's a little bit of taste of just kind of how stories are put together and the organization itself.
0: Gotcha that's that's really helpful because um not many people know that you know I think it's the media is another faceless entity that <laughs> yes. either either supports our confirmation bias or or you know, pushes against it. Um, yeah. We, I tell people all the time because I see these these battles online and people will fight to the death for their quote-unquote side with graphs and charts and links to news articles. And my yeah. argument is, guys, we don't know on whatever side you're on, you don't know 100% if that fact or that source is telling you the truth and yeah you can get an infographic that says one thing to support your argument well i can find one or six others that say the opposite i mean i used to design those things i know how they work yeah and you can you can spin it any way you want so we're all at the mercy of the media that we're fed and that's i think that would help alleviate a lot of the arguments in the world is if both sides could understand that, that that hey I don't have all the information and neither do you.
1: Yeah. And there's no question because of obviously the freedom of the press, because of the freedom that we enjoy right here, which is rightfully, you know, why this country is so, so great. I mean, America, who couldn't live in a better place? Obviously, this is the best country in the, in the world, as we all know, in regards to what happens here and everything else like that. So you have a free flow of information and you've got the social media out there and you've got so you're just being blasted on all sides here. I mean, I, I, it is amazing. You, you can twist things, you can turn things, and you have to be very careful the way that you portray it. And, and there's going to be people that are upset, and, and rightfully so. Media get it wrong. And uh, like I said, there's, there's media that sometimes I see stories myself saying, that's not right. That, that shouldn't be done that way. And so we've got to be very careful, but I, I believe that at least from my end of things, I really do tried everything I can to make sure that it's accurate, that it's complete, that we give both sides and that it's not sensationalized to the point
0: of, you know, being out there is, is false false information. Yeah, like National Enquirer level. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you if, if you, if you guys see, you know, a story that you know, hey, that's not accurate at all, do you call out you, amongst yourself? Do you police yourselves with, you know, other media, other outlets? Around the country, around the city, whatever. Do you do you kind of try to hold them accountable? Yeah, I mean,
1: there are times where we will say, we'll run stories and say, well, this is the way it was run, or this is the way it was done, and this is why it's not correct or not accurate. And you know, again, we see that. I saw that with the, this whole election. I mean, you see the fact checkers, right? But then, who's checking the fact checkers? You know, you you that's a big yeah. on this. Well, we're going to have our fact checkers. We're having the debate tonight, the presidential debate, and we've got our fact checkers on hand to make sure that they're accurate in what they're saying. And then after the debate's over, you have these political analysts breaking down it all down, and then you have the fact checkers saying, okay, well, Bush, you know, well, you know Trump said this wrong, and then, um, you know, Biden said this wrong, you know, that, that kind of a thing. And so it, it comes down to that whole idea. And then people are upset at the fact checkers saying, well, that's not right. You know, they're getting that wrong. So... Again, it, it, we, we do try to correct ourselves. We do try to make sure that we police ourselves. Um, I saw a little bit of that on NBC news coverage of uh, you know the election night, President Trump, he made his big announcement like at two or three o'clock in the morning or something like that in regards to, he, he went on air and talked about some of his frustrations and what's going on and all of a sudden, NBC National News cuts into his press conference and says, we want to stop right now because we need to correct some of these things. That's not accurate on, you know, these particular states have not called, you know, the election. They have not done this. They've not. So and, but yet some people may be frustrated with NBC for doing that because they feel like uh, the president was correct in what he was saying. And um, and, and it's the news media that's incorrect. You know, so there's always going to be that that frustration as to what people are feeling and experiencing because they may have their own views set up already and they may be getting their own information from other sources. So
0: You said it right. You said they feel. Right. Feel like that's not right. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if you're wrong. Yeah. You know, we don't know. Even the fact checkers are subject to the same... Law. I'm going to create some law. I'm going to create some name for it about you know, law. <laughs> None of us have all the accurate information. We have a, a law of, the law of limited information. There you go. I'm coining. <laughs> it right. Exactly. We don't. We don't. Right. And I could, you know, dive down every rabbit hole and, and get every source. But I, again, that you have to have a little faith in the fact checkers and these sources. Right. We don't know, and that's frustrating. But again, I think if everyone. Could understand that we're all kind of in that same we're all on evil playing field in terms of, you know, the law of what did I call it? What was what was my great thing I just named? The law uh, of the law of fact checking. <laughs> oh, what was it? I'm gonna have to listen back. It was good. Uh, about just <laughs> uh, didn't even limited, write it down. The law of limited information. Hashtag. There you go. Law of there limited information. Because we law are. Got that that's the that's the great equalizer, I think. But anyway. <laughs> This uh, this has been eye opening. I appreciate it, Dan. Um, sure, I'm going to wrap up here a little. But is there something that I should have asked you that you that you wanted to share that I didn't?
1: Well, I think one of the things with media is, um, again, like I said, um, I've been in the media for a very long time. It's interesting how it's all kind of played out. I remember thinking very early on, I don't know if I could last very long in this kind of a business. And here I am almost 30 years, or I'm, I'm pretty much 30 years now in the, in the business. Um, I, I, I'm amazed that I'm, I'm still in it. But I love it in the sense that the, the, the ability to be able to share people's stories and insight. I mean, we live in a world right now that's just incredible when you can think about how quickly somebody's thoughts, information, and story can spread so quickly I mean it's just unbelievable I mean I, I when I first started in this business we didn't even have cell phones I mean that's how old I am you know it, it was just crazy I remember going out in the field and seeing a reporter with one of those old brick the very first you know brick cell phones that were yes. just really coming out and everybody looked at him like whoa man that guy must be important you know that must be really yeah. amazing you know and, and I think it was like two dollars a minute you know for every phone call I and mean, it was You know, and so it was just one of those things where information took forever to get anywhere, you know, stories, people's insights and information. But now you look at it today and you just see how quickly, you know, somebody posts something and within hours it's already hit, you know, tens of thousands of views and and viewers and everything else. And so there is so much information coming into people's. Uh, social media accounts and into their minds and hearts and everything else like that. So it's very easy to be able to feel like, you, you know, you're getting this information and this is accurate and it's coming from the right source and, and everything. And then, then when you look at the news that night, you're seeing a completely different story. And so you get frustrated with that, you know, and, 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 and so I understand that. I mean, it, it, we live in a different time. We live in a different world in that regard. But at the same time, that's what I love about it, is the fact that there are so many amazing stories out there. And that's really what I like to dwell on, is the people's stories. I mean, that's really what's kept me into this business, is getting into the homes, getting into the businesses, getting into people's lives that have these compelling and amazing stories, of whether it's stories of survival, whether it's stories of of goodness and happiness and or whether it's stories of of tragedy in some ways, where I believe that there's things that we can learn. There's things that we can take from it. There's messages that we can hear um, that that can really be powerful for us. And so I think that's what's, you know, kind of kept me going here. Um, The daily news grind is a difficult one. It's not, you know, (laughs) a lot of people to say, well, what do you do all day before you go on air? Well, (laughs) There's a lot of door knocking. There's a lot of hitting the street, a lot of phone calls. There's a lot of finding out the facts. And there's a lot of frustration behind scenes as far as making sure you get the story and making sure you get it right. Because the last thing you want to do is go on air because you can literally ruin people's lives overnight. And I realize that. And I realize that you can, I mean, just one story can just ruin an entire business. It can ruin an entire family. It can ruin an entire relationship there is so much power in that media and, and you've got to remember that every time you do a story and that's something that I you know uh, look at very very seriously and very closely And so yeah I mean it is a it, it, it is easy to get frustrated with the media. I get frustrated with the media and some of the stories that are done and the way that they're done and and, 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 and some of the headlines that are out there uh, but I think there's also a lot of good that comes from, from the media, and, and, and especially in being a watchdog in many ways for both sides of the aisle, regardless
0: of what side you're voting for, so. You know, I, I uh, recently, there's been so many people that I've seen that, that are saying, I'm checking out, I'm, I'm closing my social media accounts. Yeah. These are good people, and my argument to them is, don't. Because if you leave the arena, then what's left behind? Yeah. So stay in there and be a good voice because every technology that's ever come about has been used for great good and great evil. And if you good folks walk away, then it's just a cesspool of goo.
1: Yeah. You're exactly right. I love I love what you said there. I mean, that's exactly right. And a lot of times, people say, you know what? I don't pay attention to the media. I don't pay attention. I don't watch the news. I don't, you know, tune into this or I don't tune to that. And I and I think, well, great. You know, I'm, I'm I understand that. I completely understand that. But at the same time, I'm like, how are you going to be in the know? How are you going to kind of understand what's happening out there? You've got to dive into some of these avenues here. You've got to listen. And, and get both sides of the story so that you can be a voice for good. I mean, we can all be a voice for good in many ways. And that's what I mean when I say the power of the media is not only in the hands of journalists right now, but it's also in the hands of just ordinary people because of social media. I mean, we see, we see that in the entertainment world. I mean, look at the entertainment world, how stars are born, Overnight, and it's because of the start, the power of the media. Somebody sees them on YouTube, somebody sees them on Instagram, TikTok, all these things. And it's like, whoa, that person can sing, or that person can act, or that person has got an amazing talent. And suddenly they are a superstar. You know, it happens overnight. Well, the same holds true for those who have values and those who are standing up for family and doing things that are right and good. Uh, look, I've got a family of five kids, and I've got five grandkids right now. Um, I, I'm a, you know, married, family man. You know, engaged in the community. I want to be able to live in a place that's safe and 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 right for my kids. And so, you, you've got to be a voice for good. You've got to stand up for for things that are that are not right in the in the world today. And if 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 we don't have that, then that's where we 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 begin to fall
0: as a society. Agreed. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> no, I'm sure you can. You're much more elegant than I am. <laughs> Stop. Now you're just, now you're just puffing me up. Uh, well, yeah, it's, um. you mentioned, you know, there's, there's so many stories and people and that's what keeps me doing this show also is, is there's so many stories and everyone has something that can, can uplift or, or entertain at, at the very least, you know, so it's, it's there's no shortage, no shortage of you know getting people, getting strong, yeah. and this this content, this media, this technology is another great equalizer. Everyone, yeah, I mean, and maybe it's uh, good and bad. Everyone has a voice, which is great, <laughs> and everyone has a voice, which is maybe not so great. But that's the everyone gets a shot.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, who would have thought? You know, here we are with the Brian Paris show. I mean, you you've had some amazing people that you've had on your show that uh, that you've been able to interview and get insights and. Things And and, I mean, that right there shows you the power of the media and and, and what you're able to do as an individual right in your, you're in your basement, you're probably in your underwear, you know, I don't know, you know, somewhere.
0: Just a visual, but maybe, yes.
1: (laughs) You know, it's one of those things where you can do so much good still just because of the the power of the media, you know, um, and, and the opportunities that we have in social media.
0: That's perfect, Dan. I thank you so much for your time again, and uh, let's uh, let's continue to stay in touch and, and do this again. Thanks so much, Brian. It's always a pleasure to be on your show uh, anytime. Uh,
1: you're a good friend, and uh, we've known each other for many years, and I respect uh, what you do, and keep up the good, great work. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks, man. Thank you again for listening to The Parish, The Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us.